Today's shir is Lezecher Nishmas, Reb Oizer ben Reb Tzvi, and Sipar Rabbas Reb Mordechai the Neshama should have an Aliyah. The topic for today's shir is living in Mitzrayim. Is one permitted to live in Mitzrayim? So seemingly the answer is very simple. The Torah repeats itself three times when it says that there is an Isser to live in Egypt. The first time being in B'Shalach Parak Yudalid, where Moshe tells the Jewish people, don't be scared, God will provide miracles for you. And this, that you ki asher isa as Mitzrayim, this is you're seeing the land of Egypt, you're seeing Mitzrayim, hayoyim, today, you'll never see them again. Again in Shoftim, in Parak Yitzchaz, in Pasuk Design, where it speaks about how a king should not have too many horses, it says, and the Jewish people should never return to Egypt. And you should never turn through this way, through this path back to Egypt. And the third time in Kisavay Parach of Ches, Pasuk Samad Ches, and during the Kotechicha, again it says that this land that you were enslaved, you were never returned to. So the question is, if it's such a clear Isser, it's repeated three times, how come throughout history you find that so many G'daylam and Sadiqim lived in Mitzrayim, lived in Egypt? Namely, Rav Sadi Yagoin, the Rambam, the Arizal, Rav Betzal Ashkenazi, the Baal Shritim the Radvaz, who was the chief rabbi of Cairo for 40 years. He was also the Arizal's rabbi. And in more recent times, Rav Adi Yosef. So the first reason that's given the Roshonim about why it's permitted for one to, leave, to live in Mitzrayim is found in Rabbeinu Bechayah in Parashat Shreftim. Abedu Chai says that it's only that that Hazara, that Isra of returning to Egypt, is only for that generation. Where else, Lodaris, but the Jewish people after that generation would have been allowed to return to Egypt. The question on this is that the Pasuk says, Ad Oilam, seemingly translates that you should never return to Egypt. So, how can I tell you that it's only one generation? So, for that, you could look at the Ikrim in Gimel Tazayin, where he's there, he speaks about how. Mitzvahs don't have to be eternal, right? The Rambam holds that if something be counted amongst the 613 mitzvahs, it must be that applies to every generation. Where else, the Sefer Ikrim, Rabbi Yisif Albo, is of the opinion that it does not have to apply for every generation. It could be for a specific period of time. Another reason that's given is the Smag. The Smag says that the Isra of living in Mitzrayim was up until Sancherov came and was Mivalva also Umas. Right, we know Sancherov went and it says that he mixed up all the nations, meaning somebody that lives in Moyav nowadays is not, doesn't have the Yisurim, right? Doesn't have the same restrictions on his conversion as a Moyavia, as a Moyav, Moabite, because we say that Sancherov mixed up all the nations. So the question, so the Yisurim nowadays would no longer apply. The Akhrayim ask on this from the Gemara and Sukkah. The Gemara in Aleph records about the community in Alexandria, how the shul was, was able to fit 1.2 million people, and there were different sections, and there were people that waved flags to tell you when to answer Amen, when to answer Baruch Hu, Baruch Shemay, when to answer Baruch Hu. And the Gemara says, why was this community destroyed? It says, because they settled in Mitzrayim, even though the Torah says not to. So the question is, according to the opinions that hold the smag and Rabbeinu Bechaye, 
Similarly, the Mordechai Nivamis that held that it was only for a specific amount of time, specific generations, but then it did not no longer applied. So this was after, obviously after leaving Mitzrayim, so it wasn't the first generation. So according to Rabbi Rebbechai, you have a question. And also according to this mag, this is a thousand years or 500 years after Sancheir already mixed up the nation. So why were they being punished? So we find in the Achreim different answers. The Ratzvi... The Griff Perlo, Ravitzchak Perlo, gives an answer that the reason that it's a machlekes asugius, that if you look in the Gemara and Gitan Nafim and Zayin, the Gemara and Gitan says the reason why the community of Alexandria was destroyed was because they forgot Lloydness Alba Yerushalayim. They forgot about it and they weren't pained about the destruction of Yerushalayim. Therefore, they were punished. So, if that's the case, he says that. The Gemara and Gitter is of the opinion that the Isha doesn't apply, and the Gemara Sukkah is of the opinion. So, if that's the case, that, that means that the Mordechai, the Smag, and Rabbeinu Bechai can pass on the Gemara and Gitter. Where else the Bar Shava says that the community of Alexandria was before Sadan Cherev, and they, this people weren't punished for living in their world as Isra, but it was a punishment of the community that the community was established, Pizmana Isra. There are other answers that are given that this, we say, Sadan Cherev, Bilbal, so almost doesn't apply to Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, the Egyptians were only taken out of Egypt for 40 years, and then afterwards they came back, so the same issue would apply then. But again, this doesn't work within the context of the Smag and Rabbeinu Bechaya. You still have a question that Smag says that it doesn't apply nowadays because it's up until Sadhir. But according to that, Mitzrayim went back. And obviously, according to Rabbeinu Bechaya, you have a question. Unless, so, you, so for Rabbeinu Bechaya, we'd have to say like the Griff Perlo. The Be'er Sheva, we'd ha- we could say, we'd have to say his answer, and that's how you'd answer for the Smag and the Mordechai. Well, so the third answer wouldn't work for either opinion. A different answer that we find in the Rishonim, the Ritva in Yuman, Dachlamet Chesmet Beis, says that the Isra of living in Egypt is only when the Jewish people control our Yisrael. But when, there's no, when the Jews do no longer control our Yisrael, there's no Isra. The Isra is when you choose to live in Mitzrayim over living in Eretz Yisrael. Another answer that we find in the Rishonim, mainly the Urayim and the Haggah is Maimini, the Talmud of the Mordechai, that it's only when you go from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim. But if I go any other way, it would be fine. But we know that the Rambam and the Arizal's family and Yosef both came from Eretz Yisrael. So the Shalom Eshev wants to give an answer. He explains that the, the, the Isra is not only when I go from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim, but it's also that I have to go on and stop every place in the same way that the Jews traveled. All the Membez Masas, I have to go in that same order. Says that's what the Torah tells us, because Allah Chalamaitza, that's how I know. If I'm over the Isra or not, I have to go specifically in these four, 42 ways. But if that's the case, you're very much limiting the Isra, especially if I go according to Toysfus, the Kriyas Yamsuf, they went out from one end and they came out at the same end. So to be over the Isra would be kind of complicated. I have to know where to go, to, how to go around the Yamsuf. And it wouldn't be so simple to be over the Isra. You'd have to be a real Talmud Chacham to be over this Isra. Which, again, this doesn't really fit with the Gemara and Sukkah either. Because... I, I doubt that the community of Alexandria came and stopped at all the Membez Masos and did that. If I understand Yireim in its simple understanding that it's just going from Israel to Egypt, that's what they probably, in all likelihood, well, that's what they did. But to understand that it's going and stopping in the same way that Jewish people went, that's difficult to understand. In his Chuvas, in Chelek Beis, 
Chelik and Dalit Simon Kuf Tzadik, the Shalom Eshev gives a different reason. The Shalom Eshev says that the Isser is only when the entire nation goes back to uh, goes back to Egypt. The Lashon Pasuk says, "V'lo Yashiv meaning that the Isser is only when the entire Jewish people goes back. That's when there's Isser. But when in, for an individual re- to return to Egypt, that is not an issue. So I believe we just gave five reasons why it'd be okay to live in Egypt and explaining how these Rishonim did live in Mitzrayim. The questions we find in the Kaftar Vafarach, the Kaftar Vafarach says that he met the grandson of the Rambam and the grandson of the Rambam told him that every letter that my father would, my grandfather would sign, he would sign, Anim Moshe ben Maimon ha'over gimol lavim v'chol yoyim. I am Moshe, the son of Maimon, I am the Rambam, who is over three lavim every day, seemingly for living in Egypt. So the question is, first of all, would the Rambam actually write something like that? That he would he write that I was over three lavim every day? And even if he did, why is he over three lavim? We just gave five reasons why he shouldn't be. So in Mr. Shem, we will discuss this in the next year.